Think of Nike's swoosh. What makes their brand so iconic? It was Michael Jordan. He helped the company reach new heights. See, branding is all about making associations between you and another thing in the customer's mind. And hopefully, they're positive and your brand gets better. To do all this, you start by defining your brand's mission. What is your core purpose? After that, you need to know your audience. Who are you speaking to and how are you speaking to them? Develop an identity based on the things you associate with from a visual perspective and from a relationship perspective. Ensure consistent messaging. Your brand should speak with one voice. Another word for brand is reputation. And people don't have to try to be something that they are. Inconsistency screams facade. Send this to someone who's thinking about branding for their business. So mission definition, when you're thinking about branding, we're going to go through the five things that I just talked about a little bit more in depth. You need to craft your brand's mission. And so I believe Nike's mission. Wow. I can't believe I'm blanking on this and I definitely should double check before hopping on the show, but it's like, Oh, just do it. There we go. I knew it would come back to me. Just do it. I know they had one more on there and that's like, that mission going outward, like what Nike is enabling people to do. Like take action, just do it, go for it, one more, you got it. And that's a very sport-like mentality, which is why associating with people like Michael Jordan works really well. It also shows an understanding of their audience, right? A lot of people buying shoes are kind of those teenage athletes or young adults who were athletes, you don't see a ton of 45 year olds buying the next Jordan pair of Jordans, right? Unless they really look up to that particular athlete. So that goes to show how important that athlete connection is again, right? When you understand your audience, you know what they like, who they like, and how you can associate with that person to benefit your audience. And so the whole just do it mentality, the one more mentality, and the really making those relationships with athletes on Nike's behalf shows an understanding of their audience and how their audience thinks. Because athletes, shoes are important to them. And the shoe can mean something to the audience. If these are the shoes that LeBron endorses, it means I'm trying to be like LeBron, one of the best athletes. If these are the shoes that Jordan endorses, I'm trying to be like Jordan. It gives you a sense of status with the people around you. And status is one of the big things that you can sell on when it comes to humans. And it's just identity creation, both visual. So designing the brand aesthetics, which honestly don't matter that much because I'm pretty sure Nike, it was like a check mark and he paid somebody 50 bucks to do it way back when, and now it's this huge thing, and they've attached a meaning to it. And so it's more the actual identity creation than the visual identity creation, but you do want your brand to look good. Like you don't want things to be hideous or unappealing to look at, because then people don't want to look at it. But if it looks good enough, and it's simple enough, and it's pleasing to the eye, actual identity behind it is what will get people towards it. Like I'd rather have a really ugly brand from a visual perspective and have it mean something that ties a lot of people together in a very strong way. 
And when you can tie people together in a strong way based on similar points of their identity, they'll rally behind something ugly because it's like that's their ugly thing, you know? <laughs> I, I'm not saying you should have stuff that's ugly, but if I had to say are aesthetics more important or is the actual identity of the brand more important, it would be the identity of the brand and then aesthetics. Of course, if you have a good brand identity and you're hitting right with the correct audience, you'll probably have the capital to take care of the visual aspect of it. So that's not a difficult thing. It's just the act of, um, you know, having something that people can get behind. For example, like Davidson College, my college, my alma mater, if you will, recently changed their court. And they changed their court, it was like, I think they've connected a D and a C, and before it was a wildcat, and I think my high school, you know, we were tigers or whatever, and all that stuff, it did not matter to me. What mattered was the character of the team that I was on and the character of the school I was at. Like, when I think of Davidson, I think honor code, not wildcats. When I think of Davidson, I think of kind of small school with personal professors, not wildcats or logos or colors or I think we're red and white and maybe another color. Like I, I literally don't even know, but I know what the brand Davidson is. Like the honor code, the professors being personal, the smaller classes, you being able to know basically every student on campus because it's about the size of a high school in Texas, 2000 students. And like, if you know that brand, the aesthetics don't really matter as much because you're there for the actual identity of it. Every student there, or the majority of the students there, liked living that way. And you're building a community of people, right? Similarly, when you create that identity, the actual content of the identity matters a lot more, which seems like an obvious thing. I think when a lot of people get to branding, they're like, ooh, let me change my colors, let me change my logo, let me change this, and it's really like, what do people think of you when they think of your company, your reputation, your personality? Like you have a personal brand and what do people think of you when they think of you, right? So when you're creating that identity, you just need to um, prioritize content, if you will. You can, you can dress stuff up all you want, but if it's ugly on the inside, it's ugly on the inside. So messaging consistency, unified brand communication, which comes with that visual identity. After you get stuff right on the inside, you get stuff right with how you are presenting yourself, your company, your organization, and you have a consistent brand, everything you say, everything you do, and every way that you look should be consistent with that brand image. Because again, like I said earlier, people don't have to try to be what they are. So if you have inconsistency anywhere, it shows that you're putting up a face. It screams facade. So if you're trying to become someone, do it all the way across the board. And that is because you are that person now. It's more like a decision to be that person and be completely consistent all the way across your life. And I'm speaking in a personal sense, but it's more like across the company. Make sure every communication that goes out is consistent with the brand. Every action employees do is consistent with the brand. And when it's not, it's like, hey, we're not perfect, but this is who we are. It's that type of vibe. And so having that unified brand communication, just messaging consistency. People get messages from our words, our actions, how we look, the results we get, the values we have. The things we do when nobody's looking, like all of that sends a message. People pick up. We're very intuitive people. We pick up on all of that. And if something's not sitting right, 
If something's contradicting itself, that'll come across in communication in some way, and then it'll cause people to question our brand, right? So after you get the messaging consistent, you have your identity created, which the content of the identity over the visual aspect of the identity, but both are important. You understand your audience and you know your mission outwardly, what you're going to do for people, what impact you're going to make for people. The next thing is audience engagement. You have to connect with your customers. And I don't know the best way to do this, but I know it's one-on-one -on -one is where connections are built and you have kind of a one-on-one -on -one model that then brings people into a community that consistently engages them, right? Because you bring them in one-to-one, -one, whether that be paying $1,500 for a customer or getting a referral from a current customer or shooting out a DM and giving them something for free to eventually get a customer, right? You're bringing people in from all of these methods, but then when you bring them in, they have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with probably some sort of client service representative, but then they're connected to a community of people. So now they start to associate all these new relationships with like-minded people that they have with your company. So now your brand gets connected to the quality of the relationships in the community. And that's when you start to build something good because you're giving them a, an experience probably of a product or a service, right? Because those are the two things that people sell. And yeah, that's going to be good. They're going to associate the quality of that product or service with your brand. But to engage them, like yeah you help them get to their ideal outcome with your product or service but their ideal outcome never exists in isolation there's always going to be some form of interaction with other people and if you can bring them quality interaction with other people it'll aid in the um, kind of delivery of your brand message if you will so that's what we got for you guys today on the show thank you so much for watching we will see you on the next one and remember we are a community of people judged not by our wealth but by our impact.